Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Heather Steele, and Sherlock's newbie, Winnie Malcolm. Winnie is our new content coordinator. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. I can't believe it's the first one, hopefully one of many. I'm feeling a bit nervous today because I think we're, well, this will probably be announced by the time this goes live, but we're going to go back into lockdown, really, aren't we? Yeah, Um, it's just, there's just a weird vibe now. I feel that morale is low everywhere. I know, it's so difficult, like, you could feel like everything in your life is going well or is okay, but there's just this kind of like black cloud of COVID mm-hmm. doom just yeah. hanging all the time, isn't there? Yeah, you can feel it. Like, luckily, I just moved into my brand new house on Friday. Amazing. And if we would have had this conversation yesterday or whatever, I just did my gym membership. So I feel like it's oh, no. kind of a commitment one. Yeah. So, okay, so I might in. have to try and backtrack on the way home a bit. I might have to run home and be like, excuse me. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can you just hold off until this crisis is over? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Heather, you've just got back from a week off. How was it? What did you get up to? My boyfriend and I had a week off and didn't know what to do. And then we're like, everything's booked up. And then we'd always wanted to go back up to Edinburgh and then get on the sleeper train so that's what we did which was really fun it was very snug how was it it was fun but I mean I think I've explained it to a few people the process of it all was really good and what I loved about it was that we left Euston which was completely dead at sort of quarter to 11 on Monday and we were in Edinburgh by 7 a.m and had the whole of Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then got the train at quarter to midnight on Friday so you had that full experience of four full days but without the travel because mm-hmm. you're asleep for most of the travels so. yeah it's true it kind of cuts out the travel yeah exactly yeah. and obviously you didn't have to wear your masks in your own cabin as well because that's mm-hmm. the other thing otherwise if you got the normal train that's potentially well from Brighton like seven and a half hours on a train in a mask so that mm-hmm. was good but I think normally with the sleeper trains, you can go into the lounges beforehand. And then once you're on the sleeper, you can go to the dining cabin and have a cocktail before like heading to bed and then have breakfast. But you weren't allowed to do any of that. So it was get in your cabin, do not leave your cabin. We're here, off you get. But no, I'd still recommend it. Did you sleep? That was exactly my question. (laughs) Did you sleep? Yeah, I did, to be honest. I think because I was quite tired both times. But also, I don't know, the rocking of the train was quite nice. There were a few times I woke up. <laughs> a bit nauseous. No, okay. I didn't. I don't sleep very well anyway. And I think I slept normally, to be honest. So yeah, I, I wouldn't let that put you off. Do you have your own loo? Yeah, so it's a bit like... Mm. Essential, so... Yeah, like, so you walk in, we had... You can get ones that are bigger that have got, like, a double bed in and stuff. We had bunk beds. Uh, no time you, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I'll take the single you bed. You basically walk in and there's, like, two bunk beds to the right and then a sort of a shower straight in front of you and then to the right. It's really cool, in a way. It's basically the loo and then you can, like, pull the loo lid down and then it turns into a shower. But, like, one of those ones where you have to, like, push the button and very hot or very cold water comes out. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Did you have did you have a shower? On the way there, I didn't on the way back because yeah, it yeah, was quite stressful. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so no. But um, Ooh, such an adventure. On, yeah, it was really good. And I'm back in Brighton by nine thirty on That's Saturday amazing. morning and had the full weekend left. So. Are you a Sex and City watcher? Yes. Well yeah. I haven't seen it for a few years but I've seen all the But episodes. when I think of Sleeper Train I just think of that episode where she doesn't want to fly to see to go to San Francisco for her and, book tour. Is yeah then she, yeah I do yeah and she took like the whole the train the whole way. Yeah, so. they went from New York to San Francisco. I mean, obviously it's fiction, but <laughs> she takes the train from New York to San Francisco and she like drags Samantha with her. But it's like 
it's quite quite small but then like four days in one of those cabins oh yeah no I don't think four days would be good but yeah like you can't move around the cabin like if we were both stood up trying to do stuff with our bags like you couldn't so one of you would have to kind of get in the bottom bunk and kind of stay there so it's snug then it's very snug but you're there for one night's sleep exactly (laughs) honestly I would recommend it and Edinburgh was lovely it was lovely yeah it's really sunny I hadn't been for a few years because my grandma used to live there so I haven't really been back since so yeah went to some old haunts walked up Arthur's seat so felt we'd earn all the food we ate <laughs> I ate like Henry VIII the entire <laughs> four days I feel very ready to have some salads now but no, one food recommendation Noto was excellent it's sort of Asian small plates with Scottish produce which was just well, that amazing nice. did you go to the really famous fish and chip place on yeah, the coast in New Haven yeah, yeah we walked all the way there from Arthur's seat it took hours but it was so worth it oh, Tom Carriage went there on that program and I yes. was thinking it and just absolutely honestly it was really good so we'd heard about this place it's called the fish market in new haven near leaf and yeah it was recently on that program with fred and you know when he like takes fred syria takes famous chefs to places Mm. and yeah tom kerridge did the edinburgh one and yeah they were talking about this fish and chips i'm from grimsby and that is our like dish that's what we have (laughs) your delicacy yeah it is genuinely and their fish and chips was absolutely excellent yeah what do you think makes a really good fish and chips haddock that's mm. the, oh, oh cod. cod definitely mm. it's got more cod. flavor to it do you prefer cod i take any fish and chips any fish, yeah. anything deep anything. fried with chips i yeah. want yeah. <laughs> but the chips were like really amazing as well you could tell they'd kind of fried them a couple of times mm. like they're really crispy oh. on the outside and fluffy mm. on the mid on the inside and you know like a really crisp thin batter so that mm. it feels really crunchy but actually it's not, it's not stodgy mm. um so my good. sister used to live in edinburgh and i went up to we used to go up to see her quite often mm. and we went up for new year like i think it was two or three years ago and we got some munchies on the way home and i remember just being absolutely flabbergasted at the menu in this takeaway place yeah any dish you could get <laughs> deep, deep fried, fried. so really like deep fried burgers deep fried pizzas yeah. deep fried burger yeah. and then you could take anything you want and they would deep fry it for you yeah. so like so you just bring in your own yeah. snacks like deep fried mars bars yeah. anything deep fried cheesecake yeah. i've heard that's kind oh of big in america God. but it looks nice. it sounds horrible but it no, looks no, no, really deep fried ice cream balls as yes. well yeah. so you can freeze it you dip i think it in panko crumbs or oh, something nice. and then it's just melted it that looks so good. good in um, memphis actually we had deep fried tomatoes which is Ooh, like which is just and deep fried pickles as well oh, that's really so incredible <laughs> yeah I mean, so good. Oh, yeah. It's all about American fried food. Anyway, did you get a chance to watch things when you were there? Read anything? I read a few things, but in terms of telly, I didn't watch anything. But did anyone else watch Us last night, which was on BBC? No, no, I saw it, but didn't know what it was. So I read the book a couple of years ago. It's David Nichols wrote it, who also did One Day. Yeah, so it started on BBC One last night, and it's basically about this, like happy family or so you think and they've planned this massive sort of jaunt around Europe to take their 16 year old son who is into art and photography on a tour of all Europe's famous museums and galleries and then just before they're about to go the wife is like oh I'm leaving you I want to be separated but for some reason she still wants to go on this massive holiday as one like final hurrah So it's essentially about them going on the holiday. The son doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes and the husband is clearly like, this is awful and is having the worst time ever, but they're trying to kind of keep up this. I definitely read the book, but I don't remember anything about it. What does that ring a bell? No, not at oh, all. It's no, just no, you're no. Right. yeah. So is it is it positioned as like a drama or yeah. as a comedy? It, fun- or- it sounds quite funny. But I mean, yeah, there are like <laughs> funny moments. I, I mean, to be honest, I really liked the book when it came out, but. After one episode, I'm not sure 
if I'll continue the rest because it's got that sort of jaunty BBC like music in the background and it's kind of a bit cringy yeah is there anyone of note in it so it's got Tom Hollander who is in Baptiste etc as the main guy Saskia Reeves is the wife and then I'm not sure who the son is I think he's a sort of up and coming person but it is good it's well acted and everything and obviously throughout the series you'll get to see at the moment they were in Paris and you obviously get to soak all of that up and so I think that'll be nice to kind of get the travel bug as they go round but the most traveling we're going to be doing this year isn't it exactly <laughs> I honestly it's one of their biggest dramas of the year drama comedy right, okay. mishaps etc as he tries to win his wife back I okay. think it'll be good fun Winnie what have you been watching listening I to I have been watching Down to Earth with Zac Efron so it's on Netflix oh, yeah. and I think Tor will quite like it he travels around with a guy called Darian I think and he's kind of like a wellness expert so they travel to different countries around the world so they started in Iceland and they were talking about like renewable ways for living different foods and I think it's just a really interesting program about learning the different ways that countries are adapting to environmental changes and trying to improve their health and Although you can't really adapt or take everything into your own life, it just makes you think a bit. And I would say that Zac Efron is a little bit distracting (laughs) for obvious reasons. I was watching it with my housemate last night and there are little cheesy bits. Obviously, he's an American actor and the narration, he kind of really goes for it. But (laughs) And it kind of loses the authenticity but he has his partner with him and you can see their dynamic kind of develop over time and there are some really amazing facts and things that you would never know about places that you've been to before or perhaps that you've never been to like so oh, that sounds really yeah, interesting sounds you really know when great. you go through netflix and you get like a quick kind of preview of what yeah, the program yeah. is and every time i flick past that i just see him in the car and he's saying to that guy how do you say let's go in italian and he's like andy amo <laughs> <laughs> and every time i see that it just puts me off yeah. i didn't i didn't yeah, realize it was wellness I mean, related at all that, yeah it has that kind of cheesiness but it's not all of it and also a good thing about it is you know with netflix you have to go in order usually mm. This is like, I just have a little pick. I'm like, mm, Iceland, not feeling Sardinia. There's like about seven or eight episodes up. It's not draining. It's not as draining as if you're going to watch a documentary. It's kind of you that kind of dip in, entertainment dip in. documentary dead in the middle. I think you should have a little I watch. Get, I, and I'm intrigued. Has Zac Efron like found wellness? Or is he into wellness? Yeah. Is yeah. really, he? Yeah. He? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He like moved to Australia in lockdown and has gone all like zen. I think he's been quite zen for a while. Didn't yeah, he coined the phrase YOLO? He definitely uh, got a tattoo of YOLO like very early on in the days of YOLO. <laughs> he's YOLO? very like spiritual. And... But YOLO hasn't really got much to do with wellness. No. <laughs> yeah, but you only live once it's like zen yeah it? like, I think it's all connected <laughs> I remember when that series first, life. when that series first came out everyone was saying that he had a dad bod as well and then yeah, when you look yeah. at the pictures he looks still got blooming six pack like he doesn't but he's not Baywatch bod. obviously I think oh, he, after doing Baywatch he did say like I'm never gonna be at that level of fitness again I was miserable and I was watching it with my housemate and she was like he looks different it's kind of like a dad like dad bod and she was like I like it and yeah, we were like He's he's changed. He's not high school musical. I think he's finding himself through the documentary and that's kind of why I'm watching it because you can see him learning and trying to build himself. And he reveals stuff about his life as well, Mm. which is quite cool. Interesting. I need to give this a go. Tom, what about you? Anything to recommend? Yes, I've been really trying to find something lighthearted that I can get into. And on the weekend, I started watching Get Organised with a Home Edit. Oh, yes. I've always been quite into the whole kind of Marie Kondo thing, but this kind of makes 
Marie Kondo look fun. Um, it's these two girls and they basically go to people's houses and they like kickstart their wardrobes and just like get rid of all the crap and make it look amazing and then like it should live on Instagram. Like they color coordinate things and get rid of all the crap and it's just such easy viewing in the first episode they go into Reese Witherspoon's house and have you seen it you're nodding at me no I've I'm, seen I've seen that episode uh, you've seen it yeah that and one. <laughs> they just go and they have to sort out all her outfits and they have to they make like a whole like legally blonde section and they wear the oh. slippers and like it's just really light-hearted and I highly recommend it Heather you had zero tolerance for the show <laughs> yeah, didn't you it was, it was <laughs> too happy it's not for a, me it's, it's peak happy everything is cute and it was really long as well <laughs> I thought like it worked as like half hour episodes but they, they were half hour episodes oh, were they maybe just it just felt longer and each episode they do two people's houses mm. so like okay. Reese for 15 minutes and the next 15 minutes or maybe it just felt was like, <laughs> like a really lovely nurse who worked on like a children's ward oh, yeah. oh that's nice so, thing so I think it was a person and a normal person okay that's really nice you know you can buy all the products that they featured in that show on John Lewis they're the only UK stockist of all the organising things all the um, perspex all the perspex draws. yeah like the exact like the brand whatever brand it is they use in clever, that show so clever. if you okay. want it okay John Lewis has the that's my next it. lockdown project <laughs> yes <laughs> yes lockdown two can't wait yeah. <laughs> time to get organized <laughs> I've also been watching another Netflix series it's The Duchess well when I say been watching I watched it in the space of like two hours because it's super quick this is Catherine Ryan the Canadian comedian's new it's a kind of pseudo it's semi-autobiographical it's her life story but it is it is it's fictional and it is about her as a single mother of a nine-year-old daughter deciding to have another baby and sort of like with her child which sounds really weird but they're they're like unbelievably close her and her nine-year-old daughter and it's all about kind of her relationship with the ex-boyfriend who or ex-husband can't remember their marriage but the father of the daughter the new existing boyfriend and her being this kind of super independent woman who wants to do this by herself like through a suburban donor if you're familiar with Catherine Ryan and her comedy, you'll, you'll know what to expect. It's quite crass. She's brash. She's loud. If you like kind of gentle women, she's not for you. I mean, her fashion is outrageous. She's in like head to toe shrimps and sleeper and like every like ruffle head. I mean, there's a new embellished headband in literally every scene. It's total rubbish, but it's so fun she the, the nine-year-old daughter makes it you know when some, they just find these incredible kid actors and you're like where did you find this girl mm. she's amazing it really glamorizes london she lives in this like insane house which she's supposed to be a ceramicist i mean god knows how she's made the money to live in this like <laughs> fuck off house in islington i have no idea but it's all just really beautiful and aesthetically pleasing and really funny the kid really makes me laugh so i've got a hungover afternoon it's worth a watch that's for you yeah sounds good I think we've all got GPs, doctors, medicine on the brain right now. And if you didn't have a well-stocked medicine cabinet before, maybe you do now after the last six months. Guys, I bought like a proper first aid box. Like it's got a big green cross on it. I know before I just had a drawer with like, you know, paracetamols flying about this. I bought and I, I sent a picture to my best friend. I was like, I think I'm an adult now. I think, (laughs) I think having an actual box for medicine definitely makes me like ready to be a mum. anyway so we wrote a feature on a gp's guide to everything you need in your medicine cabinet so i would like to know what is the state of your medicine cabinet do you have one at all tour i wrote this feature and i was desperate to write this feature because i think everyone knows i'm a bit of a supplement junkie but when it comes to medicine not that i pop the pills but i'm quite i like to be over organized when it comes to my medicine in case anything happens so i have like a bag for flu things a bag for pain a bag for like tummy stuff so yeah it's 
pretty organized right you keep, now. You'll keep and I have a bag of backups and extras in case oh, wow. I run out. Okay, that is really organized. <laughs> Winnie, what about you? <laughs> so I've always been organized with my first aid because I've had a nut allergy from like the youngest age. So also moving into a new house, I've got like my first aid kit together but I think because of lockdown coming on I feel like we're in the house more so there's more chance of like burns cuts and things like that mm-hmm. so I like freak out a bit and as well like I have kind of different allergies to painkillers so I can't take paracetamol for example so I have to be really careful like and make sure that I have enough for myself and I was thinking about it as well I think it's important to stock the kind of medications to know what's good for you so like being from a black heritage does that influence what yeah, so, painkillers you can yeah, take? So, yeah, it does. So my dad has high blood pressure and he can't take aspirin because it thins the blood. So I don't have high blood pressure because I've made a conscious effort to be really healthy and things like that. So to almost be like as a contingency and look ahead, I always make sure that as well as having good medication, I try and medicate myself with food and stuff and make sure that I'm healthy and I don't, uh, I keep my salt levels low because obviously if, I'm taking a lot of sodium, it can affect my blood pressure. So I kind of start all the way back from food. And last resort, I go to medication, uh, especially, say, with like periods and things like that. I've got really bad pain sometimes. So I've had an issue because I've, I'm allergic to traditional pain medications. I've had to take a really holistic approach. So I take papaya and like, because that has enzymes in it that's really good for pain and obviously dark chocolate things like that but I really oh, I mean you can write a feature for I me. really yeah. like explored the whole holistic approach and for the first time since the beginning I've been okay but it took like a couple of calls with my GP like COVID and we were like basically it was like a consultation I felt like it wasn't a GP because I just going forwards into my life I don't want it to become a problem mm-hmm. so there's things like that really being preventative yeah that's so interesting. So wait, did your GP recommend things like papaya and dark chocolate yeah. to you for period pains? Yeah. God, you're so lucky you have a GP who will like tell you that. She's like my family wants from like Amazing. The, the youngest. So she's like, try papaya, get a bit of magnesium, not just, I mean, if you have magnesium oxide, when you have oxides in, I'm sure you know, like in supplements, it's the name of what you think it is, but because of oxide, it doesn't actually work in the same way. So you have to really look at your supplements. Yeah. And I didn't realize until now. So I was wow. taking all of the stuff, but little did I know it was probably just getting flushed right now. You need the right formulas. Yep. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm really not very good at herb. I'm quite like, you know, stick a paracetamol down my throat and crack on with it, Heather. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I feel put to shame right now. I've basically got, if I'm lucky, half a pack of paracetamol if I need them. And that's kind of it. Contraception, that's it. Contraception. But no, not really. I feel like I need to read this feature again and stock up on a few things. But I just feel like you, you say, Tor, you've got all your flu things and stuff. But I guess touch wood, I don't tend to get ill in that way. So... I, I think, think that's you know what it was why. actually kicked off back in March like when, yeah. when we went into lockdown they were they were all like you need to buy paracetamol mm. you can't have yeah. ibuprofen and I like I, I'm afraid I did I did stock you were one of those people stockpiled. at least yeah. you've got it now though. Um, exactly 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 and I do like having a mix of ibuprofen paracetamol mm. and aspirin because I do find there's different things mm. different occasions yeah. different ones yeah definitely like if, you're, if you've got a headache it needs to be ibuprofen but other yeah. things paracetamol exactly. I agree with you because there's never been a time pre-COVID where I ever would have thought you know, we never conceived that it was possible that you might not be able to just pop to a shop to pick up something you needed. And now it's like, oh, if this could happen, then like, you know, what else could happen? 
So I feel like with everything in life, you need to just be a bit more prepared and be a bit more stockpiled. Because it's just, this has been a real kind of kick in the face in a anything could happen but everyone must find themselves doing it like as you said if you go shopping for the you might shop in your normal way but you just get the extra one because you just don't know what's going to happen at all so whether that's food medication Mm. anything Anything. do you have a thermometer at home i have a thermometer because i bought one at the beginning of covid again didn't have before and you had yeah i had covid yeah yeah yeah, well as in i was incredibly ill and then i had antibodies so didn't get tested at the time this is back in march but two temperature five times a day didn't have a temperature once so Wow. Yeah. So that is like, that's quite an advanced piece of equipment that I now do have. I got <laughs> um, a lot of stomach stuff, a bit like you with the heritage stuff, Jews, bad stomachs. So yeah, yeah. a lot of things to settle the tummy. Bongella, essential. Ooh. Do you get lots of ulcers? It's rare. It's not loads, but in winter, because I, I, I get a little cold and then every time I have a cold, I have an ulcer. And also I quite like the taste of Bongella. I love so, the taste yeah. of Bongella. Mm. It's a snack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tor, this piece in which you interviewed a GP has those of handy tips as well as ideas of things to be stocked up on that was things like don't be lured by big brands I mean so true to you yeah. guys I'm all about the Sainsbury's own process those me too P things you can get There's, exactly yeah. although Heather that probably again we should probably be on the papaya not 35p I mean, drugs true. anyway <laughs> I don't carry a papaya around my bag just in case I get pain but a few days before you know have yeah. a couple of portions yeah. what do you have fresh papaya yeah oh, yum that's good so nice. really nice so interesting other things like checking the expiration date I actually am quite good at doing a clear out mm. every now and again you should do that if you've got stocks and yeah, stocks of it it's not a bad show actually yes. <laughs> uh, invest in a thermometer done that consider other tech Tor, what other tech did he advise so they recommended some really interesting things actually Winnie what you were saying is a device you can use at home to do your own blood pressure a mini ECG which I thought was so clever like if it is something that runs in your family or yeah. something you're concerned about you just do it to yourself I thought yeah. it was so clever yeah. my dad's got one does he? Yeah. I've got a friend who gets like terrible anxiety every time she goes for a blood pressure exam and, and it goes through the roof every time oh, and they can't tell if it's real mm-hmm. or not. So yeah, yeah. they're really, that's good for those people. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. And they also recommended a wearable glucose sensor, which is quite useful if you have diabetes, but I assume if you have diabetes, you probably know about that kind of tech. Imagine. <laughs> so I have one more hack about medicine and that is Imodium. And someone once told me when I was training for the marathon, you should always take Imodium before you go on a long run. And it has like saved my life. Because people get runners trolls. It's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. If I'm going out for like a like a long run, take a medium. Okay, good tip. All right. Well, for more tips, um, and then do have a look at the feature on the site. On the subject of medicine, doctors, we wrote a feature on the new digital exhibition to see. This is the Hold Still competition, which was an initiative of the Duchess of Cambridge. She asked people all over the country to send in photographs that they thought most represented their time in lockdown. And the top 100 have been chosen by her and a panel of judges to be featured in an online gallery for the National Portrait Gallery. I hadn't looked at these before, about half an hour ago and actually welled up at my desk looking at them. I had to, yeah, I did, I only yeah. got to about 86 and I was like, oh, I'm actually going to really cry if I continue looking at these. They are so moving, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I think 31,000 people submitted entries. They had a really difficult job trying to whistle it down to 100. But what I liked about it is that they didn't take skill with a camera or anything like that into consideration. It was just purely like the emotion mm. of these images. And yeah, they're definitely captured quite 
quite hard hitting, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are so hard hitting. I found particularly the ones with the older people yeah, were the yeah. ones that really got me. There's there's quite a few of, and also people. I, I think imagine people were asked to caption them themselves, weren't they? Yeah. Sometimes it wasn't the picture so much as what they had captioned it. Like there was a nurse or a doctor. I don't I don't know which she was, but it, she'd obviously just come off a shift and her face is covered in the marks from all the PPE, and it's something like this is what like exhaustion looks like was mm-hmm. the title, something yeah. like that, and like well this is what done looks like, and it's just oh it gives you goosebumps. Like it's real storytelling and so, like people kissing their grandparents with, or hugging their grandparents through um, those plastic sheets with yes. arms. Yeah. There was also one that really got me of a lady and again it's so difficult with a photo when you don't know the circumstances but a lady who just had a baby and was hugging her newborn baby through a piece of plastic. Yeah oh, I saw that. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. When you, you're nodding along. Yeah so I looked at them last night and I was crying because during lockdown my grandpa passed away so I think it was really nice to because I've not really had time to come to terms with it and it was really nice to see all of the different photos they're really happy moments as well which cheer you up Mm. and moments that you can relate to as well and I think my favorite picture was where's grandpa but the reason for it is because you could see three generations and it just makes you realize that it's not just the young people it's not just you know your mum dad and it's not everyone has their own unique experience and you could just see them in a row like all coming together so it was really really moving yeah that, yeah, really that one I found so sad as well because it's a little girl hugging her grandma who looks she's really happy but the grandma's obviously crying yeah, yeah. Um, when you're in the same company because my grandma also died during lockdown yeah. and tour you lost your grandpa during mm-hmm. lockdown as well yeah. and it's I don't know about you and what you were able to do but we still haven't had a few fun- well that's not true we had a zoom cremation yeah. for my grandma which was like it's the most black mirror thing I have ever yeah. experienced she I mean she was ni- nearly 99 so yeah. it was inevitable but I still feel completely... I lost my grandpa last year, obviously under like normal circumstances. Yeah. And that was very like, particularly like in Judaism, you have like a very clear grieving process. So it's like grieve. It's horrible to say grief, moved on, whatever. But like you yeah. have your closure. Yeah, you have the process. Totally. And with my grandma, I feel like it's... I was saying to Ben this morning, I actually had really vivid dreams about her last night. Like I have not put this to bed because there's, yeah, there's absolutely no... And what, what would be the next step? Can you do anything else? I don't, yeah, I mean... I don't really know. Like in Judaism, you're supposed to, you have, you sit shiver and you have your seven, which is, you know, seven days of mourning after the death. Yeah. I don't think, I think it would be so weird to randomly just kind of pick a time to do that next year. I don't think you would ever do that. And at the point at which she died, it was like peak lockdown. So people now have been able to do that in shifts over the last few months. But I mean, you could do like a, a memorial service type thing. Yeah. yeah. I need, I need something yeah. Yeah. to put it to bed yeah. because it's, I don't know. I'll just never get over that. It feels funeral. like an open wound. Totally. You haven't got time to heal from it. And I think my dad went to the funeral, but he had to go alone. So he couldn't go with my mom. There are only five people mm. there. And he just came home and I was yeah. like, okay, I don't know what's, I, I still don't really know. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So my grandpa died in May and he was cremated and a bit like your grandma had a, well, my dad, I think they did it on FaceTime or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been cremated, but we're going to have a memorial service and like they're very Catholic. So a big kind of Catholic mass. And then we're going to bury his ashes. Yeah. In the family tomb. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> the family tomb. It Ooh. is amazing you do not tomb. have a family really? yeah that's the poshest it's, thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> it's actually i think it's, it's a really spanish catholic. thing yeah and a, very, oh, okay. and a catholic thing yeah it's like a, an underground crypt wow, wow. And cool. I, I think there was one or two more spaces but for coffins so now he's ash he's the only one that he'll be ashes so i don't know how many more it's 
Biscuit Fold. Is it in Gibraltar? Yeah, oh. it's quite cool. That is really cool. Mm. What, sorry, and it's where? A crypt, like where? Is it? It's in the graveyard. Right, okay. And oh. you just go down into yeah. it. I, I've only been once and I was really, really young. So I kind of want to see it again. That's I, fascinating. I, I remember being absolutely massive. There must be something really spiritual about going back and kind of you just know all your ancestors yeah. are around you. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. There's something about having had a cremation as well that feels so, it, it's so weird that like it's the finality of it. But then without the, no funeral, no anything. Like, so she's yeah. just fully gone or he's just fully gone. And then, mm. but there's nothing you can do. Like, I don't know. It's just so, it's so, it's so weird. Like, how do we live in a world where, like, I literally sat on my sofa and watched my grandma's cremation. On yeah, it is really sad. And also, I think these things are in place to help you cope. So when they're just taken from yeah. beneath you, you just really don't know what alternative there is. Yeah. And it help, makes you realize that, you know, for example, older people, when they lose their partners and things, and they, they're just getting used to technology and things like that, it must be so alienating for them to cope with. Because yeah. even from a millennial, it's just so weird. Yeah, totally, totally agree. I just think like, the reasons you do all of those, A, are for the mourners, but it's B, it's also for the person who's died as well. Yeah. And so, like, everybody deserves. Yeah a send off and I, I just yeah I feel like my grandma's like it's almost like a purgatory thing like she must just like be floating because they haven't had that the closure, that closure. So it yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah it just feels like I saw my grandpa and he was fine like he's just the most well person ever he wasn't really even poorly yeah. so mm-hmm. it was just like when we heard that COVID broke and me and my dad were like I had no thought in my mind did I have COVID? Yeah. Oh, so there was like, sorry. we had not even a tiny bit that I thought anything was going to happen mm. to him at all because he was in a really, really good care home and like everything was sorted. And from the day before that we found out, the day after oh my that he'd God, passed really? away. Yeah. So I didn't believe it. I was like, oh no, no, no. My dad was, he was shocked. I think he's still shocked now. Wow. I think every, I think pretty much everyone is still shocked, mm. even though it happened at the, probably the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's the thing with the care homes as well. They didn't really start to clock that it had been a care home problem until like June, exactly, today, and, yeah. and there'd been so many people affected yeah, yeah. back in March. So yeah. it was difficult to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Well, oh, it's so mm. sad. Well, hopefully by next year we can all start to... Yeah, there's celebrations that have been missed, but there's... Mm. You mean, yeah. Maybe you could do like um, a year, like marking the year. 100%. Yeah. So she yeah. would have been 100 in April. So wow. I think on her 100th birthday, and also that, like she wanted her ashes scattered in Mallorca. So as soon as we can all get out to Mallorca yeah. as a family, yeah. that's what we'll do. And but that's a real, that'll be a that'll help send off. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, back to the photos. Tor, was, did yeah. you have a, something to say about I them? had a couple of things to say about the photos. So one, for me, I keep saying to everyone, I can't believe it's almost October. Like, where's the last six months gone? But looking through those, I was like, oh my God, that's where the last six months mm. have gone. Yeah. Like, it just summed up time so well for me and and yet there obviously were some quite sad and like quite triggering images but also there was so much happiness yeah. there like the little boy with the shaggy hair getting his hair cut by his dad the little boy making banana bread like it was such a mix of emotions that but I think it was just yeah was, I love the homeschooling one did you see with a little girl yeah. in her tutu throwing <laughs> yeah. tantrums and the parents are just like oh my we'll god yeah I mean I agree for all the terribleness that this year has brought a lot of people when they talk about this year or remember a lot of people in peak lockdown saying that they felt you know that this their lives were on hold and like they, they weren't achieving anything but to live through something as seismic as this that is the experience of this year so it might not be holidays and it might not be adventures but this is about as big a life thing to live through as any of us has ever experienced so I guess that's the only way to see it yeah. it's the only way to think about it when we're about to go into another lockdown mm. okay let's experience this again yeah. but perhaps <laughs> something we only really will see the full full value of like in hindsight yeah totally so. yeah all right well if you wanted to look at the photos for yourself then have a look at the feature on the site or head to npg.org.uk tour 
what's new in health and fitness? There are some really great recommendations in uh, your latest roundups. Can we talk about vibrators really quickly, actually? Yeah. That's not come out of nowhere. There is a vibrator mm. on this list. This is the Lioness Smart Vibrator, which like, I don't know, it learns how your pelvic floor works. So I haven't tried it, but I love the science behind it. Okay. So the idea is as you use it, it gets to know, it basically tracks the strength of your pelvic floor. It learns what you like. Yeah, so it tracks the strength of your contractions of your pelvic floor. So it can tell you whether what you thought was a really good orgasm was good or bad in terms of the strength. And then it tells you what you can do. And basically you get to learn what you like so you can improve your sex life. Fascinating. I had a couple of friends in the car with me the other day and one passed a vibrator to the other one. And I was like, what is, I mean, packaged, I should say, yeah. not <laughs> much sharing vibrators. But my friends just, I don't know, this conversation just opened up really naturally and they were all talking about vibrators and single and in relationships. Everybody was just being very, one friend who was single did, had never had a vibrator and that's why the other friend was giving it to her because she was like, mate, you need this. Yeah. Um, but I was just really interested in how many of my friends seem to be interested in vibrators. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Any to recommend apart from the Lioness? Lelo is a really, really good brand. I think if you do want something good, it's probably worth spending a bit yeah. on your tech. And yeah, Lelo is a really, really good brand. And they, they have things that are quite scary and things that are way less scary yeah so if you want something entry level there's yeah. options i just think it's interesting it's now like it seems to be a part of people's home tech yeah <laughs> and it's really funny lelo have a cock ring that's called the tour <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I, I was writing a piece of them on friday and i saw that and i just i just cracked it <laughs> i was like, i'm in the right job yeah <laughs> anyway moving on from vibrators what else made the cut this month a about six weeks ago, I went to the spa at Beaverbrook in Rygate and had one of their new IV drips. I which, saw you doing that. It yeah, looked amazing. it was absolutely amazing. I do love a good old drip. And every time I've had one, I happen to feel quite crap on that day. So it just works yeah. so well. They're just so good at taking the edge off and just bringing a bit of health back to you. And what exactly are you having injected in your body? With so this drip? one was a new therapy they have called, it's a molecule called NAD+, which is actually in your body. And they call it the miracle molecule because it helps with your brain activity and your cell health and energy levels so the idea is after this treatment you feel bloody amazing i felt good but not as good as i thought i was going to be but she said if you are quite a heavy smoker or a very heavy drinker or if you eat loads of deep fried mars bars from edinburgh you might perhaps have a better reaction to the treatment got it but they offer a whole different menu of NAD plus energy ones antioxidant ones fat burning ones wow. loads of things but it was just so nice to see the actual spa because I had never been to Beaverbrook it, it's um, supposed to be lovely right so beautiful yeah. do you think it's an aid to health or do you think people will kind of take advantage of it and use it just to you know, I'm going to go out for a drink and then just think okay I'm going to go and get a little IV a little boost is it to kind of help you along your journey of health at the same I time think, I think it can be both there's definitely people who are massive critics of drips yeah it's a bit like when you have a brock on it's like it's got like 10,000% of your vitamin B12 and people are like is that actually good for you do you really need that much mm. and then you go for a wee and your wee is like bright <laughs> orange <laughs> yeah. obviously you just weed it all out but I think certain drips and good brands I wouldn't have one in like in the middle of a shopping centre like yeah. there's so many oh, like yeah. this you see them like I would just never go just handing out flyers like, like come in and oxygen bars they still exist <laughs> oh yeah exactly things like that and there's a reason they're like no longer in existence <laughs> um, but I think proper drips the woman administering this one at Beaverbrook yeah. she's a nurse she works in the NHS and fine she knows what she's doing yeah and yeah. she's a proper doctor um, I think if you are going to have one, have it done properly and do your research. In like LA and New York, there are IV bars though for exactly that, Winnie, for people yeah. who mm. I've just like hung over and it's like a quick fix the you next day. All yeah. the time, well, don't you? In like Grey's Anatomy, that's what they do. Yeah. They put themselves in an IV if they're hungover. Yeah. They've got to like crack <laughs> on. It's just pure hydration. Yeah. That's what it is really as well. Fair. But just quick hydration. I think they do it for award shows as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I've heard that. 
Presumably, it makes you look your best if you've got all the nutrients. Nice you need. and plump and yeah. plump. Yeah, yeah, mm, nice. Okay, what else? Um, could we talk about the lumen? This sounds fascinating, but maybe a bit too much data. Yeah, the lumen is really interesting. For those of you who don't know, it's like a little device that you blow into and about three times the first thing in the morning and it tracks your co2 levels to tell whether you're burning fat or carbs because mm. your body can burn either fat or carbs all of us naturally want to burn carbs but you can train your body to burn fat which they say is better for you and better for your metabolic health and fat loss and glucose you know or insulin levels like all that kind of stuff but i tried using this and it really stressed me out i find it just it was too much data <gasps> i think if you're someone who perhaps has a real health journey to go on and needs to really kickstart stuff it's good but you know the, for one morning it said i blew into it and it said you're burning like 100 carbs like today you should have like zero carbs but i was about wow. to go for an hour's run it was too much yeah wasn't for me or you don't need to lose weight either but if you are somebody who yeah if you need to lose weight and you could really benefit from like a clear plan someone like telling you what to do exactly how useful exactly it's it's really clever yeah and obviously the more you use it the more it gets to know about you which is cool cool anything Mm. else there's a really good book on there by a lovely nutritionist called eve kalanick and it's called happy gut happy mind and it's half recipes but half gut info and in the world of gut health where it's so common to read like the same old stuff all the time this is such interesting information and i think if you are someone who wants to improve your gut health it's a really really interesting really interesting book she's got so many yummy recipes everything from like laxes and there's i think she had a pecan pie granola oh, i just yum. thought that sounds the best way to improve your gut health <laughs> yeah that, yes that's yeah. my kind of gut health <laughs> also really interesting is nike's new maternity range which is three years in the making and it's really cool it's i've never seen anything on the market like this yeah. in terms of decent maternity workout gear and they made it with analytics from more than 150,000 scans of non-pregnant and pregnant people and compared how their bodies moved and were shaped and made this range and it's it's as small as only like four pieces but it's really nice that's amazing amazing. what what is that leggings and leggings a bra a top and like um, a sweatshirt amazing that's so good for people who who do want to continue their fitness love that all right well for more tours fitness recommendations for this month uh, then have a look at the feature on the site we're going to end with a bit of fashion how could we enter september without talking about the new bottega boots which were were everywhere amongst those who could afford it last winter and are now everywhere because the high street has copied them this winter these are for those who don't know the very chunky cut on the calf black i don't even know what you call them they're not really bikers they're just Military really kind of yeah of aggressive black chelsea boots and i want to know how do we feel about them winnie i love them i've been kind of waiting for something like this to kind of break because i'm kind of girly so i like that kind of juxtaposition of mm-hmm. flirty kind of really things and then a strong heavy boot I think it intimidates guys, not that that should matter at all, but I was showing my housemate them and he was like, but why is she wearing that, those heavy boots? And I was like, because they look really cool. They break up this, the outfit, but I think they're really great. They're quite practical and I've got mine waiting in my wardrobe and just, I can't wait to get them out and just try them with all my different clothes. So. Where did you get yours from? I got mine off ASOS, but I don't think they're ASOS own. I mm-hmm. think they're probably from a brand on there, but they're less of the Chelsea style they've got a bit of more of a military style but they've still got that really heavy chunky bottom so I'd be interested to know how heavy they actually are you know you know is it do you remember the days of buffaloes and you were like dragging around bricks on your (laughs) feet they're a bit lighter than that (laughs) Heather I can see you rocking this look yeah I'm desperate for a pair I loved them when people were sort of wearing them last year I think Russell and Bromley had a sort Mm. of take on one last year but I still couldn't quite afford those but yeah this time 
around, I'm definitely going to buy a pair. I don't know where from yet, but there's loads of really nice ones. There's so many. Yeah, and there's loads around the like £150 mark as well, which is a bit more palatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't necessarily want to get the cheapest ones going because I feel like you'd get horrid blisters perhaps if you like the really hard leather ones, but no, desperate for a pair. Nice. Tour, not for you. They're a bit aggressive for me, but I would prepare to go halfway. And actually, Russell and Bromley have got a pair now that are kind of snakeskin with a gold zip up the front. Oh, cool. And they're a bit shorter. Yeah. And I they were really, really nice. So Boot. I might try. It's so nice that boots, are, it sounds so silly to say boots are so in fashion, but often boot trends aren't as practical as you would like them to be. I remember last year, this Bottega thing kind of kicked off in maybe like December, January, but in kind of September, October, there were either like really classic, boring Chelsea boots which yeah. are great but you know it didn't really excite me or there's you know there are heeled things which aren't great for every yeah. day this is the first time in a long time there's been like a real flat boot trend which isn't horrible and is actually quite cool and it's quite yeah. easy to wear would you wear them yeah yeah I definitely I would I love them see. yeah I mean I would never ever spend the amount I mean they're 860 I think I mean they're yeah they're a lot of money but yeah I think Massimo Duty's Pear and Utake, they are the best for sure on the high street. They are, yeah, they look so similar. So yeah, I would. I think you need quite skinny legs yeah. to wear them bare-legged. Yeah, I certainly yeah. would not be doing <laughs> So that. I would not be doing Yeah, Winnie, you'd look amazing with something little. I will be wearing something long <laughs> with them. I'm so intrigued. How would you pair them? I'd wear them with a trouser, a crop trouser. Oh God, that yeah. sounds amazing. So I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, okay, there's, you can do jean, you can do it with trench coat. And I was thinking, there's something, that's it. There you go. It's a crop, a crop black trouser. Yeah. Yeah. Go what, for like that wardrobe NYC vibe. Yeah. That with like a big oversized blazer and a body or something like that. But you could definitely wear it with like a little yeah, pretty dress as well. 100%. I might try it out if the weather permits also. But then I feel like if I was to wear it with a grey cropped, mm. that's when it goes punk. So you've got, that's a kind of fine line yeah, yeah, between. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. It's, and also make sure if you're going to wear it with a trouser, Trouser, the trouser has to cover the end, the end. of the boot. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a weird slithery. <laughs> what even that is this? A calf, flesh, <laughs> pale fleshy calf on show. That's not going to do anyone any favors. I mean, look, looking at the influences here, some people tuck longer trousers into them. Mm. I think that's a bit piratey. Bit welly boot. Bit welly boot. Yeah, yeah. I think I quite like. Who's this? Hang on, let me have a look. Yeah, Georgia. There's a picture of Georgia Tordini in this feature. She's wearing straight leg jeans, which do just about work because they don't bunch up. Yeah. But if you if you tuck in like a trouser, then you'll get the bunching, which is a bit swashbuckly. Yeah. yeah. But I think short or long trousers is the way to go. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, have a look at the feature on the site if you are interested in snapping some up before the cold hits. It's going to hit, guys. It's coming. 13 on Saturday. What? Ooh. I know. But yes. all right, I think we will leave it there. Uh, if you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Going forward, the Highlights podcast is going to be with you every other week. But in the meantime, we've got loads of in conversation with and success stories in the pipeline. So do keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>